0: Welcome to Soul Trader, the holistic approach to freelancing. Welcome back to the podcast and today we are welcoming special guest and friend of the podcast, my mum Sue Warburton. Hello listeners. (laughs) (laughs) Um, We are at my house today where there are fewer parrots screeching and just various clunks and um, things walking around. The only other creature in the house is Spider the cat, and she's currently um, cowering under the stairs. Mm. She loves me when I'm feeding her and you're not here, but Mm. she hides when you're here. Well, next time you come over, I won't give her breakfast. (laughs) and Then she'll be really pleased to see you. (laughs) (laughs) Let's just... Catch up because you've not been on the podcast this year. No, I haven't. Happy New Year, listeners. (laughs) Um, How was Christmas?
1: Christmas was um, a bit bittersweet. It was very quiet, um, which was nice. I didn't have you because you were at your Mm in-laws. We did see you pretty soon afterwards. And we had our little fake Christmas before. Oh, we had our fake Christmas before, yes, which was nice. Uh, my sister came over, my sister's just had a bereavement, so it was nice that we were quiet and um, it, we could nurture her a little bit. Mm. So it was lovely, really. Um, and then, of course, we had our family party. We have a huge family, don't we? We do. And, um, and so the party was a bit full-on and I was exhausted at the end of it. And every year I say, I'm never doing this again. But then I always do. But the food was top-notch as always. Ah, well that's nice. (laughs) And it it was all vegetarian food. In fact, it was mainly vegan. Mm. And nobody batted an eyelid or even commented.
0: Well, the things that you make are so wholesome anyway. Like, did you do a lentil chili? Uh, I did a three bean chili. Three bean chili. Mm -hmm. Which, by
1: the look of it, it could have had mince yeah, in it. Yeah, it, it did. It was, it's the black beans. Yeah, Black beans really um, look like a, a, a meaty dish. And
0: then the pasta bake, which was what I ate most of. And that, everybody loved. That could have been chicken.
1: Yeah, yeah. I it's think crazy. that's one of my favourites. Yeah,
0: it's so good. I might steal that recipe off you, yeah. actually. It's that wasn't right.
1: vegan because I made the sauce with milk. But you could make it with oat milk or nut milk.
0: Yeah. And then it would be vegan, would it? It's no cheese. And then it though. would be vegan, mm-hmm. yeah. And then I know the answer to this question a bit better. How was your
1: New Year? Well, we spent New Year together, didn't we? Yes. So New Year's Eve we had dinner, but I can't remember for the life of me what we had. Did we have that aubergine thing? That sounded a bit Oh, we disparity. did. Yes, we did. We yeah.
0: did. We had... Um, oh, and those lovely canapes. Oh, yeah. we had Were they they Marks and Spencers? Spencers? Yeah,
1: lovely canapes from Marks and Spencers. We had rather a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, and then
0: that aubergine thing. Yeah. And then the dessert those chocolate melty puddings. Oh yeah. Chocolate melty puddings. Yeah. Yeah. Which you really yeah. can't beat. So
1: we had that we didn't stay up late. Um and I felt I felt um a bit smug about that, you know. Oh yeah. You know, I'd rather get me eight hours sleep than, than yeah, stay up sleep. just so that I can say it's midnight.
0: Yeah. For a special occasion, increasingly for me it's just about spending time with people that you love. Yeah. Quality time. But then just having it fit yeah. in with you and, yeah. you know, not forcing yourself, this is something I'm going to talk about later, just not forcing yourself to do something that yeah. you don't really yeah. care do. Yeah, don't invest your do. time
1: in things like that. Yeah. And then we had a lovely New Year's Day, didn't we, because we, um, we had dinner at Bella Italia and mm. then went to the cinema to see Cats. Cats, the movie. The movie. <laughs> and there's been so much hype about it's not very good and it doesn't work mm. and... And
0: we've seen the stage show several times, haven't we? Yes, and when I was younger, I used to watch the video over and over yeah. again. <clears throat> and for me, what I loved most about the stage show and the video is the dancing. Yeah. And sadly, I think that was kind of lacking. Yeah. In the film. That's the only thing I would say.
1: Um, like they, it, yeah. Even Victoria, who was a ballerina, there wasn't that much dancing, was mm-hmm. there?
0: It's kind of. They were trying to make a plot where. It's not really supposed to have a plot. No. It's just kind of a all singing, all dancing yeah. feline extravaganza. Yeah. Little cameos um, for each character sort of yeah. thing. Yeah. So But I mean, did enjoy that. it. I enjoyed it. Skimble I Shanks was the highlight for me. Yeah. When they all tap danced out and then you saw the London skyline. Yeah. I've got a lump in my yeah. throat. Yeah, I mean that was a real dancy
1: bit as well, of course, wasn't yeah. it? And I did like Judy Dench. Yes. Yeah. Um, Old Deuteronomy, and a lot of people have criticised that and said it didn't work, but I thought it really did.
0: Mm. Well, people were criticising the CGI saying you could still see her wedding ring, but yes. all of the other cats you can see their hands and feet, yeah. so yeah. I don't think that was no, I didn't that didn't bother me at all. I
1: think that's nitpicking, yeah.
0: Really. There are bigger holes to pick with the trying to make a plot where there isn't one, yeah. And um, very snotty Isabella
1: yeah, I didn't like all
0: that snot. No. Um, I thought Grisabella was good. Yeah. But I didn't like all the snot. And the weird backstory with like her and McCavity yeah. and Yeah. Anyway, very nice and very much enjoyed the fact that our local cinema now has all reclining yeah, chairs. Yeah. Dad was like falling asleep, wasn't he? He
1: was. In
0: fact my watch told me that I had been in bed asleep. <laughs> clearly weren't very stimulated by the film, (laughs) but going to the cinema on New Year's Day is definitely a tradition that I have been doing for the past three years now. Oh, have you? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So last year on New Year's Day, Tim and I went to see the new Mary Poppins, and then I hadn't been to the cinema for the rest of 2019, and then the year before I think was the year I went to see The Danish Girl. Oh, right. We did see lots of trailers that we fancied as well, didn't we? Yeah. I might go and see David Copperfield. Yeah, David Copperfield, Little Women. Yes. We'll Maybe we should go and see Little Women. Together. Yes, I, I don't think, think it's the men's thing, do you? No, I don't think the boys would like it. Should we go? Mm. Okay, we'll put that in the diary. Okay, so first things first, John, an animal spirit reading. Oh yes, okay. I've been dying for this. <laughs> I'm gonna shuffle the cards a bit better today. So, shall we give you a reading for winter, as in, one card for January, one card for February, one card for March, yes. and then that takes us through until spring. So, shuffling, shuffling, shuffling. And I'm going to cut the deck as well. And I'm actually going to shuffle between each card. Okay. Okay. So, for January, we've got... Shouldn't I choose them?
1: Me? Oh, if you want to. I think you're supposed to, aren't you? If you're tarot. tarot, you choose your own cards. Oh, I didn't know
0: that. Yeah. Well,
1: because it's my, it's my energy that's okay. shuffling them. Right, you
0: need to teach me the ways. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, there's a dirty mark
0: on there. Oh, that's... That was there when I got the cards, which is annoying, because now I know no which card what that, that card is. is yeah. I won't tell you. Right, I've got the book ready. So I'll do a cut. <gasps> got You're going to have, gonna go have yeah.
1: Because I don't know what it is.
0: Let's pick two. So that's Mouse for January. Is that an Earth one? I think so. I'm a bit sniffy today. It's annoying. Okay. So that tells you whether it's... Yeah, so the symbol at the top is like an upside-down triangle or a right-way-down triangle with a line, you know, to symbolise the uh, yeah. the elements. Another Earth. Spider, that's a really nice one. Is it? Yeah, I got that when I was doing my reading, velvet. It's another Earthy. I like spiders. Good. <gasps> oh, cool. Black Egg. So they're two of the three that I got when yeah. I did... A three-card reading. So what does, what does this circle mean? So that's spirit, that's kind of mythical right, okay. Um, creatures. Okay, <clears throat> are you ready to hear about January? Yes. The mouse. Detail-oriented, small-minded, nitpicky, nervous. Ooh, oh dear. <laughs> the mouse has an innate desire to tend to the details. It often spends its days fixing, preparing, organising and scrutinising. Unfortunately, a mouse personality doesn't notice when they've gone too far. Soon they begin to have a limited and fearful vision of life and try to control every detail. This can be quite a painful experience for both the mouse and those around them. When mouse energy is at play, step back for a moment. It may be time to find a more purposeful project to delve into, one that's worthy of your exacting eye. Mm -hmm. When in balance, organised, resourceful, prepared. When out of balance, busy with no purpose. To bring into balance... You need a meaningful project.
1: Oh.
0: That's Anything very interesting.
1: To mind? Yeah. Um, I do spend a lot of time organising and preparing and trying to have everything ready. So, you know, mm. what, what I'm doing tomorrow, I'm already thinking about what I'm doing on Saturday and when am I going to prepare for that. And, you know, even things like putting the bins
0: out. I think... I think a level of that is fairly normal, yeah, isn't it? Although, yeah. I could just be saying that because I'm exactly the yeah. same.
1: But I do I do know that um, it's easy to have multiple projects and that distracts from the important ones yeah. and they become important in your mind because you're giving so much time and energy to them. Yeah. But actually, uh, do you need to be doing all those things?
0: Well, and this is the thing, because I've been thinking, and we'll talk about this later, when out of balance, busy with no purpose, sometimes I worry that you know, if I had an empty day like I did yesterday and I just fill it with all these little habits, am I busy with no purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, what have I really achieved that day? Or is that your relaxation and your switching offness? Well, yeah, I don't know. I'd probably be more switched off if I didn't have a to do mm-hmm. list. So I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, next, February. What's... Yeah. Spider. I remember really liking this card. Here we are Creator of Prosperity through Life's Work, Dharma. The spider is an ingenious creator. Its greatest gift is weaving the thread of dharma into a vast intricate web that supports the spider and those around it, both financially and spiritually. It's hard work, but the spider neither tires nor becomes impatient. This card reminds us creativity is everywhere. Be process-oriented rather than results-oriented, and as soon as your work becomes like the weave, and soon your work becomes like the weaving of a magical Priceless tapestry, abundance follows. When in balance, appreciative, enthusiastic, prosperous. When out of balance, discouraged, tired, forlorn, to bring into balance, playful creativity. Oh. Interesting. So, yeah. I like
1: that about um, it's about the process and not the end result. Yeah. I really believe that, and especially with um, art type. Projects, yeah.
0: Whether it be painting or crochet, or what well, you were saying earlier, weren't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, you know, you can ask, oh, when's that going to be finished? But actually, most of the enjoyment mm. comes from the process of actually making.
1: Yeah. yeah. Hmm. I can remember talking about um, yoga practice, mm. and um, and Daddy saying. Well, when will you be able to do it? And because he was thinking of practice in terms of like piano practice, that it's something you do until you can do it well. Mm. Whereas yoga practice isn't that, is it? It's mm. about just about what you do, yeah. and you've never, you've never done enough. It's, yeah. You just always do
0: it. But that is like piano practice as well. I mean, well, I suppose so. Yeah, you're never really finished, are you? Nothing's ever perfect. It's all just we're all at just different stages mm. of the journey. Mm. Mm, I like that one. You're going to love black egg. So this is March. This is one of my favourites, yeah. Speaking from an authentic voice, the truth. The black egg contains one of life's essential treasures, the truth. Inside of it resides no confusion, excuses, small talk, noise or lies, not even white ones. This living and breathing vessel harbours only that which rings true. When this essence is in balance, we speak slowly and clearly... We are drawn to activities like writing, reading, teaching, singing, or perhaps public speaking. Sounds draw us in, books draws in, the concept of truth itself draws us in. We start asking questions like, what do I know to be true about myself? And what is true about the world? When the energy of the black egg is not yet accessed, we speak from an unsure place. We say things others want to hear, gossip or repeat stories to justify our subpar behaviour. We might even try to convince ourselves that we have no inner truth at all. The energy of the black egg hovers and waits for us to reconnect. It is available at every moment, in every situation. It's the epicentre of truth, the birthplace of our voice.
1: Oh, authenticity, then that's the um, underlying message from that, isn't it? Yeah.
0: And I've got that, this card several times. Um, if I'm doing like a past, present, future, I'll often get that for the future. And I had, I was going to talk to you about this later, but I had a bit of a realisation last night at yoga, which is that we never need to act or pretend to be anything other than exactly who we are. And like honouring that is a really good way of like preserving our energy Mm. and having healthy boundaries and just not spreading ourselves too thinly. Mm. Because sometimes I feel like I'm encouraged by others to be, like, super bubbly or, like, have a smile on my face all the time. And Sometimes I am in the mood to to be like that, but to act like that and fake it just takes so much energy from me. And what I'm learning is there is value in just being a calm and grounded presence. And people value you for that. Yeah. And trying to be something else is not sustainable. Mm. So... If that doesn't fit in with the situation I'm in, then yeah, that's
1: fine. The it? only, the only um, qualm I have about that is about stretching yourself. Mm. So, for example, I go to a study group, and very often um, I feel as a, a lot of it's above my head. But I struggle, um, and you know, do I, I get things out of it? But mm. I probably don't understand the whole thing from the papers that are being given and I know that I'm going to be expected to give a paper shortly yeah and is this one one that you will have written yes Right. so I'll need to write a paper and I don't want to get into the trap of trying to be something that I'm not I wanted to make it a paper that means something to me mm. even though they might think it's not very erudite and yeah. to understand that sometimes that's what people need and mm. people value mm. Um. So, you know, that's kind of a step for me, and I'm on that uh, that thought process at the moment. Don't try and be really
0: scholarly when that's not in my experience at all. Totally. And I think when we have something to say, often it can feel to us like we're stating the obvious because we're just saying what we think and feel to be true. But our viewpoint, everyone's viewpoint is different and unique and individual, Mm -hmm. so it probably, it may have value to other people in ways that you don't realise, so, yeah, interesting. Mm. Should we do mine? Yeah. So I did my winter one last week, so, what shall I do? So I might just do a path and then an obstacle on top, and we'll see what that comes up with. Do you want the book? Yeah. How do you find them? So they're arranged in... Oh, yeah. You look at the symbol at the top. Yeah.
1: The artwork is lovely on these cards, isn't it? they're so beautiful.
0: Okay. So the path... Oh, I need to cut the door. So the path is... Deer. Now, that's a card I've been getting quite a lot recently. And the obstacle... Is golden egg. Mm. Mm. Okay, so so we do deer first. Let's do deer first. Where did I put the box?
1: So deer. So it's an earth sign. Mm -hmm. Loving, intuitive, graceful, the mother. The deer represents the feminine aspects of earth energy. The energy is available to all creatures, regardless of gender but is especially potent in new parents. During the first few days they are fully present, nurturing and calm. Their inner beauty radiates and a sense of grace calms the room. A dear personality affects others in this way, drawing them toward a quiet tenderness. The dear card may appear when a birth or celebration of new life draws near, or when a situation calls for absolute gentleness and compassion. When in balance, receptive, compassionate, nurturing. When out of balance, concerned, protective. To bring into balance, nature, children. Well. So what do you think about that?
0: Crazy. I am going to a sort of baby shower slash mother blessing mm. this week. So I will bring that feminine energy yeah. as much as I can to my dear friend, Beck. Um, yeah. What does Golden Egg say? Golden egg, so this is the
1: obstacle. Mm.
0: So is it the obstacle to the path? Yeah.
1: Right. So um, this is a spirit sign. Yeah. Um, the message at the centre of the heart, the unstruck sound. Within the golden egg lives a precious sound. Deep within that sound resides a message. The sound cannot be heard, nor the message discerned, until we retreat from the noise of modern day life. The magical essence of the golden egg needs warmth, quiet and time to unfold. No rushing, pushing or grasping. Find a place of deep and restful ease, perhaps through yoga nidra or meditation. If you do not yet have a meditation practice, take some time for introspection or contemplation. When the mind begins to settle and the breath is calm, ask the question that weighs heaviest on your heart. Staying open to any response you hear. Engaging with the energy of the golden egg is an advanced practice. It requires becoming intimate with our very essence and comfortable with vulnerability. When a feeling of tenderness or gratitude arises from deep within you, you know that you are well on your way. Your chest may swell like you are seeing an old friend that's been away for a long, long time. Listen to the message they've been waiting to tell you.
0: Well, <laughs> so I was taking from that things that kind of we were planning to talk about, about kind of mm. going inwards and resting and saving our energy, especially at this time of year in winter. Mm. There's a bit more. I don't know if this is in all the cards about the chakra. Oh, yeah. So each of the egg cards corresponds to one of the chakras. Right. This is the fourth, sac- shac- fourth chakra. mm deep within the heart centre,
1: mm. um, it's the home of the self or soul, by bringing the mind into this centre we discover a portal to the most intimate and luminous space, it is said our inner guide sits there in deep meditation waiting for us, Anahata translates as the unstruck sound,
0: wow,
1: can I tell you some, about something I often do in in meditation, What? Um, in order to connect with my um, spirit guides, if you like, or even it might be my heart chakra. Mm. And I imagine going up a tower, a spiral staircase, and at the top of the tower is a room that's full of light. So it's got it's an octagonal tower and it's got windows all around full mm. of light. And there are figures there that I really can't see their faces, but those figures surround me with, uh, with love and give me the answers that I need so if I have a question I go into that tower and listen for the answers from these shadowy characters and I always get the answer that I need or want. And who do you think these people are? I think that's my, um, it's my inner guide so it's me really, aspects of my personality but by thinking of them as an outside thing it's like saying what would your inner spirit tell you if you asked it the
0: question. So that always works for me. Yeah, maybe I'll try that. If you're enjoying this episode and would like to support the podcast, please consider donating the cost of a coffee at coffee.com slash soul That's ko-fi.com slash soul The link will be in the show notes. Thanks. Wow. Well, that was fun yeah was good um so yeah thinking about so last week I was talking about my habit tracker app done mm. and I've been kind of keeping myself busy with that and it does keep me busy and I think I might have given myself a little bit too much to do because <laughs> I've put like loads of cleaning bits on there loads of self-care bits and I'm just wondering so you're being a mouse I am being a bit of a mouse at the moment mm. I'm just wondering, and my yoga teacher was saying this last night, how the energy of winter encourages us to just hunker down, get cosy, you know, the Danish concept of yeah, hygge, yeah. light some candles, just get really snuggly. January's really not the best time to be setting new no. goals and trying to change ourselves, is it? No. I don't know why
1: we all feel the need to do it on January the 1st. Mm. I always get, although it's been a bit different this year, but in the spring, I always get this feeling of excitement and um, uprush of energy. Mm. And I used to think it's because it's my birthday, but <laughs> yeah. I think it's actually because it's spring. Yeah. But actually, I've been feeling like that a bit th- at the beginning of this year, as if there's mm. something brewing, something new. Yeah. Maybe it's
0: because it's a new decade. Could be. But you can see some shoots are already starting to come yeah. up. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, I don't know. I just think... It's great to just try and improve ourselves and become more effective and productive but remembering that compassionate viewpoint Mm -hmm. as well that it is still winter, we can give ourselves a break Mm. and sometimes there have been days like in the past couple of weeks I've got so bogged down with all my habits, it gets to like dinner time and I've been so busy like practicing, doing emails, making sure I've done my Duolingo, done a little bit of reading, meditating, yoga seeing if I can do some strength training, going for a walk. And then it gets to the end of the day and I think, oh, my God, I still haven't paid that bill. Yeah. You know, and because because that's a one-off, I haven't put it as habit, but it's still rather important. <laughs> so have you been over-ambitious in your daily habits? Yeah, I think I might just take the cleaning stuff off and trust myself that I know when stuff needs yeah. doing. And with the self-care things as well. I'm not going to skip a reading day because I just, I love it so much and I look forward to it. So what, the trap I've been falling into is I get up and make breakfast for Tim before he goes off to work and then I'll think, right, let's get started with my habits but I'll just kind of read for 20 minutes and then I'll do Duolingo for 15 minutes and then I'll meditate for 10 minutes and then I'll, you know, do something else and then it's like 11 in the morning and I still haven't even showered and got dressed and done any work so I think I'm going to pair right back put the absolute necessities on there because me and you go to the gym twice a week we know that I don't need to stress about that I know that I'm going to do yoga I know that I'm going to meditate so I can do all those things that I know and love doing after I've done the really important work stuff that plays on my mind if I don't do it So I think that's what I'm going to take from this week. Well, maybe
1: um, things like, maybe you could pair things up. So, like, I want try and do my 10,000 steps a day. Mm. Um, And sometimes that does mean making the effort to go out for a walk just to do that. But other times I try and uh, include it in my day. So walking to yoga, walking here. Mm. You um, can always walk here if you're
0: struggling. Um, Just let me know. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I know what you mean with that so yeah if you're looking for a fresh start maybe spring is a better time Mm. because it's just less freezing i don't know what what it's like where where you are dear listeners but it's been so stormy here and Mm. just chucking it down with rain and really windy and you just don't want to go outside you just want to stay at home and drink hot drinks and watch films and that's fine because that's the time of the year and then the more that you honor that energy this month the more you're going to be raring to go once we get into february and march So, another thing you can do during the winter when it's kind of really cold and dark is just nourish your body with some really wholesome food and you are in a league of your own (laughs) with this. Oh, thank you. I don't think that's true, but thank you for saying that. Well, I am very inspired by your approach to cooking and food and I just thought we could spend the rest of this episode having a chat about that. Mm -hmm. You've always been a wonderful cook, would you say that's true? I think I make a lot of mistakes. You don't always see them. but Yeah. Um, I know I was a fussy eater as a child, and that is a big regret of mine, that I didn't spend more time trying all of your delicious food. Are you, you're not quite vegetarian, are you? I occasionally eat fish. and mm. I, I know I don't eat meat at all. So what's your kind of ethos around food and cooking um, and feeding yourself and your family? Eating fresh.
1: No processed food, or as far as I, uh, ways I can get from processed food. Mm. So, um, but no no big no big no's really. Yeah. So, apart from meat. Yeah. <laughs> but you know, if, if I want to have cake, I'll have cake as long as I've made it, right. or somebody's made it, and yeah. it's not full of chemicals and preservatives. Preservative, yeah. Um, but not every day. So mm. if I make a cake, I probably would eat it every day until it's gone, mm. but then I won't make another cake for quite some time. Yeah. Um, I try and buy organic vegetables, so I have a veg box delivery, and that forces me to maybe use vegetables that I wouldn't pick up in the supermarket. Mm. If I was going to the supermarket, it's probably going to be carrots and broccoli every time, and there's so much m- more, mm. so my veg box um, helps with that. The only thing is, because there are only two of us at home, I only get a small veg box. So I don't get a huge
0: variety. But what's nice about the boxes that you get is that it's all seasonal. It's all seasonal. Is it, mm. It's local as well, isn't it?
1: It's local. Um, and, well, you get bananas, which isn't local, mm. but I, I guess they understand that everybody wants bananas in every veg box. <laughs> uh, it's fruit and veg, fruit yeah. and veg box.
0: I think, well, Tim was mentioning, actually, that he's interested in getting a veg box because where he works, there's, like, adverts for a local fruit and veg delivery company. But the one we might get is um it's a recipe box. Yeah. So you get the right amounts. Yes, I've done that. So you'd pay more than you would if you just bought the ingredients at the supermarket yeah. and made it. But it does make sure that you're getting a really wholesome, full of vegetables meal. Yeah. And something that, that I feel guilty about when I'm cooking for us at home is how easy it is to just buy stuff and it's all wrapped in plastic. Mm. I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah, even your broccoli comes wrapped in plastic. Yeah. It doesn't need to be. Or, like, cucumbers. Mm. Why? Um, So I think supermarkets really need to get a handle on that. And it's a shame that what needs to happen is that the greenest, most environmentally friendly option also has to be the cheapest option. Otherwise, people aren't going to go for it. Because if you get, like, the veg boxes, it is more expensive, isn't it? It's a real investment. It is. Um. It is, and and they, you know, the the veg people are investing in
1: farmers, and mm. particularly the one I use is really um, eco friendly as it can be, and constantly improving. Mm. So you don't get you don't get anything in plastic punnets; they're all cardboard punnets. Um, the vans that they're delivering are electric vans. Really? Uh, yeah. Um, all the packaging is recyclable. Mm. So, uh, so yeah, I I really appreciate that. And they're even looking in because they sell other ingredients. They sell milk. They they do sell meat and fish mm. and um stock cupboard ingredients. And they're now looking to uh, the stock cupboard ingredients to give you a, a box, so uh, you can say you know what weight you want, and they'll fill your box, All right. or you send the box back or whatever it is. Yeah. So. So they are improving all the time, but it is a little bit more expensive. Mm. And you have to make sure that you are meticulous about not wasting. Yeah. So your leftovers, you know, if they, they do give you recipes for your leftovers.
0: Yeah, well, there's the book, isn't there? Um, the Able and Cole Veg Box yeah. Companion. Because I can see myself just getting a vegetable and being like... What do I do with this? What is this? <laughs> like, how do I chop it up? Yeah. But if you've got a book or, you know, the internet, you can yeah. Google how to do stuff. And it means that you have a varied diet and the nice thing about having no things that are off limit means that if you're cooking from scratch nothing is going to be that unhealthy if you're using whole ingredients that's
1: right
0: so if you're going to put a spoonful of sugar in your pasta sauce that's fine that's probably like one-tenth of what would be in a shop-bought pasta sauce yeah that's right so um the only thing about cooking
1: um from a veg box or from a vegetarian point of view, you tend to have to make big quantities Mm. because, you know, even if you use one aubergine and one courgette and a tin of tomatoes and one pepper, you're going to make a a huge amount, so you do need to use your freezer. Mm. But I tend to roast a big tin of veg um, and then I can either have it as a pasta sauce or make it a curry Mm. or have it put mash on the top and make it a sort of shepherd's pie.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I think... A mistake that I make is that I don't invest enough time in the kitchen. It's not a priority for me. Sometimes it gets to like 6pm mm. and I think, I'm hungry. But it's already too late. Cook? Yeah, It's already too late by that point. I should have started to think about dinner an hour or more ago. But if you so. did,
1: if you were working from a, a veg box, you would probably make one big batch of something. And then freeze it so I'd have things in yeah. the freezer ready. Yeah. To- or yeah. even just in the fridge. You know, they keep in the fridge for... Four days or more, because yeah. there's nothing in there that can easily go off. You got to it,
0: remember, I live with Tim, who oh goes man. to the gym twice a no day, and he, is a, yeah. <laughs>
1: um, you do need to think about your protein though, mm. um, so beans, legumes, yeah. tofu.
0: I love those corn meat pieces. Mm. We have those when we do for heat tonight on a Monday, but then again, I need to be making more of this stuff from scratch because like. At the moment, we get it's called a Tex-Mex tray. I don't know if you've seen it at Tesco, and it's like a plastic tray. It's got a little bit of guacamole, a little bit of salsa, a little bit of sour cream, a little bit of jalapeno cheese sauce. But that lasts for, like, one meal, and then it's a plastic tray that I'm throwing away every week. Whereas if I made my own guacamole, and, you know, we could use yoghurt instead of the sour cream, Mm. no-one cares about salsa, Mm. so just don't use that. You know, I need to um, invest a little bit more time and care. Here's the kitchen.
1: The, um, I saw a, a good programme that start, just started on TV, and it's the two men from Bosch. Yeah. Um, and it's called Living on the Veg. And one of the things they made was they made a guacamole, uh, a big dish of it, and then they put some cooked macaroni in. So mm-hmm. you could have it as a hot, they, what did they call it, um, macaroni? Guacamole. <laughs> yeah, guacamole. That's what they that call it. it. Guacamole. Yeah.
0: And um, so you could have it hot as a meal, but you could also have it as a cold salad. Yeah. So that's I I love guacamole. I used to be all about the hummus, but now mm. I like guacamole. I like the kick if there's a bit of chili mm. in there. Yeah. I'm obsessed with it. So, what was your reasoning? I get asked this all the time. I actually find it an annoying question, but just for the podcast, what made you think that you don't want to eat meat anymore? I think it's mainly environmental and
1: animal. So even when I did eat meat, um, the, last, the, the last sort of year or so that I was eating meat, I had to buy it from a farm shop where I knew that it had been reared ethically and slaughtered ethically and locally, mm. and that I would eat every part of it, um, so that it had lived, it, it had lived a good life, mm. and it died a good death. Everything was valued. Yeah. Um, But then I watched things like Cowspiracy, Red Skinny Bitch. Mm. um, And tried not to overreact, but realised that it's not good for your body, it's not good for the environment, and it certainly isn't good for
0: animals. No. Uh, And animals are not living a good life. And they're not alive for the purposes of feeding us as well. I think Mm. there's so much... I mean, if if you watch the thing that's on Channel 4 at the moment called Meet the Family... You just see such cognitive dissonance between knowing that that you're contributing to the deaths of all these animals and then just eating it because it tastes nice, yeah, and I think once you free yourself from that and think um, think con- of connecting the two, connecting the two, I think you um. It's just, it's helped me kind of become more authentic in yeah. a way because I know that I am a compassionate person and I've always loved animals, so why was I eating them? But also I think it's so easy to not eat meat. It is. I don't, I, I, I don't miss it at all in terms of convenience or taste. No. And I think I've played around with the idea of going vegan again because I think the dairy industry has a lot of unethical Mm. elements to it. I don't think cows in the dairy industry live a good life at all. Um, Again, it's not great for the environment. It props up the meat industry. Um, But I I have tried to give up dairy before and struggled because I don't think there are... There aren't enough alternatives. There aren't enough alternatives. I mean, I make my porridge with hazelnut milk, Mm. which I just adore the taste of but i appreciate that plant milks are still really expensive compared to cow's milk and that creamy texture you get from like a cheese sauce yeah it's very hard to recreate elsewhere that was another thing i haven't tried it yet but
1: that was another thing they made on the same tv program they mm -hmm. made a um a melt a cheese that you can melt to make into a cheese toasted cheese sandwich, oh my um, it did have a lot of ingredients, yeah. that's the only thing.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know it can be done, and this is just, like, my limited viewpoint and limited effort that I've put into it, but, you know, soaking cashews and, I, yeah. like, I don't have a blender, and I've got a small yeah. kitchen, Yeah, these are my excuses, but it's also kind of yeah. the reason that I've
1: yeah I failed. Mean, I, I know what you mean, I, I could easily be vegan, and I think it's not as hard as people make out, mm. But it's the cheesy thing, the cheesy things that go in cooking, yeah. that are difficult. Milk's not difficult. I don't. I don't drink any milk. Mm. I do love yogurt. Yeah. I love yogurt, and it's my and plant yogurts are kind of gross. Yeah, I'm afraid in my experience anyway. So it, my healthy dessert is fruit and yogurt. Mm. And if I just had the fruit and
0: not the yogurt, I'd probably be tempted to. Not have it and have cake instead. Yeah, totally. So I think, yeah, everyone just needs to find a level that they're happy with. I mean, for some people, giving up, like, chicken and fish just won't feel like an option. But even if no one in the world ate beef, Mm. that would make such a huge difference to the environment and helping to address the climate crisis. And giving up beef is just really not a big deal. It's not. Yeah, it's kind of a paradigm shift, isn't it? Just giving it a go, and linking it with the environment and the climate crisis, and just seeing where it takes you. I know Christmas. Loads of people said,
1: "I can't imagine having turkey for my Christmas dinner. Turkey is awful." I know it's
0: it's 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 so dry, and it's always disappointing. Oh, did we have the same thing? That mushroom Wellington. Mm. Oh, it was so good. Yeah, it was. was I was happy as Larry eating that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. But yeah, we should just have what we like and not worry about it.
1: But one of the great things that's happened in the last six months, it seems to me, is the um, how much the supermarkets have taken on board vegetarian and veganism. Mm. And I'm not overly keen on meat substitute, mm. um, but they're there for people to try and for people to yeah. make that transition. Yeah, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, like
0: those. Um, what do you call those burgers? Ultimate. Oh, the, something. The, what, the jackfruit ones? Yeah, don't know. But yeah, you can get like a baguette of vegan garlic bread for like 30p. Mm. I'm getting really hungry having this conversation. <laughs> um, so yeah, that's good food for thought. Thank you. I might, maybe I'll dip my toe back into Able and Cole veg boxes yeah. or this one that Tim's going mm. on about. What are your favourite um, uh, chefs? Um, my first love would probably have to be Nigella. Yeah, me too. The Queen. Yeah. I mean, obviously there's the the goddess Delia. Yeah. But there's just something about Nigella's books. We were saying this earlier, weren't we, that they're just very comforting. And the recipes are incredibly comforting. They were not work. overly complicated. There's a recipe in one of her books and it's literally spaghetti with garlic and oil. Yeah it's so is. simple isn't it but it's so simple yeah. but it's it is really comforting yeah. to just eat
1: on a cold winter's night I did a Delia recipe the other night for mm. mushroom risotto baked in the oven oh my God but I did add some peas <laughs> I love a risotto mm.
0: it's a nice and slow cooker as well yeah I've got rid of
1: my slow cooker
0: mm. so yeah we were talking about this there's other recommendations that you would make for good cookbooks? Uh, I like the um, River Cottage m- much more veg.
1: Yep. Um, I like Nigel Slater. And mm. um, I think Nigel is always my go-to. Yeah. But
0: these days, I mean, I've got a, a bookshelf full of cookery books, but if I want a recipe, I just
1: go on the internet.
0: Well, yeah, allrecipes.co.uk is a really good resource, yeah. and you can search by vegan or vegetarian... Yeah. I've been known to type in things like "best most delicious vegan chocolate brownie," and it will bring something up, and yeah. it will be fairly easy because yeah. it's just regular people yeah, submitting good. it. Um, uh, I think
1: I read Nigella for a different reason than just looking for recipes. Yeah, it's just they're just comforting to read. They're entertaining to read, mm. and you do pick up some tips, even if it's not that a whole recipe.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, I've had I've read Deliciously Ella before. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, I wouldn't say I'm necessarily a disciple of Deliciously Ella. And the same with, like, I Quit Sugar with Sarah Wilson, because I think both of them, Sarah Wilson did, not sure about Ella, but did they have an autoimmune disease, Sarah Wilson?
1: I think so, yeah.
0: Claiming to have cured it with diet. And I just think, these aren't medical professionals. No. And I don't want to kind of go down the road of following... What, someone, what worked yeah. for someone else. If, especially if it's something that is, uh, obsessive is not the right word,
1: but totally exclusive. Mm. So I'm never eating any sugar or I'm never eating any carbs. You know, no. I, I don't think that's sustainable. No. And, you know, it does cut out some of the variety. Yeah.
0: And, um, what was I going to say? I found some of the deliciously Ella recipes to be quite expensive as well. Oh. Lots of, like tahini and avocados and all this and the other and it's uh, and the portion sizes end up quite small which for me in my circumstances no. is um, <laughs> no not because Tim would just have it and then go and make chicken rice and veg <laughs> and then I've got two lots of washing up to do <laughs> <laughs> so things I'm going to take from today spending a bit more time in the kitchen I'm going to have a look through some of my cookbooks and maybe try a few things and maybe signing up to a veg box mm. which is exciting need to make some more veg soups that's a good winter lunch isn't it better than toast which is what i normally have yeah the the um, recipe box is a a good idea i've done that before yeah you should get all your little herbs and things as well so yes yeah we'll try it i'll sign up for it and let you know how it goes you have to invite me for dinner yeah (laughs) that'd be lovely any final thoughts
1: i just really enjoy these chats um Mm -hmm. i've forgotten that we've got a listener out there (laughs) a listener
0: one (laughs) listener hi (laughs) um yeah thanks so much for being on i I really like our chats on here as well and thank you as ever for your guidance and opinions and advice it's my pleasure everything and um for you listeners, thank you so much for tuning in. I'll leave my contact details and things below. I might pop on my Instagram stories if I try a veg box and some recipes and stuff, oh, and good idea. let you know how mm-hmm. I get on. So I'm harpist Angelina on Instagram, and I'll leave Mum's details below too if you want to go and say hi to her on Instagram or Twitter. Yeah, that'd be lovely. Um, and I'll see you again, or I'll chat to you again next week. Bye. Bye.